1: Beam
2: me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership.
3: Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey,
2: DA, what's going on, baby? Drop me off and beam me up.
3: Yay, what's the silly? Oh, permission to get in that mothership? Is my window seat
4: still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-workers
1: at church. So oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's D.A. on CBS Sports Radio.
3: All right. A happy Thursday to you, North America. The mothership has connected from Milwaukee to Maybelline to Mobile to Colorado Springs, Kalamazoo to Waterloo. We are on the air. It's bogish It's me, Mraz. It's the D.A. show on CBS Sports Radio. Pete the Body with us. Intern Anna with us. Peter Schwartz with us.
2: It's a follow Friday. And a double uh, set of cities. Yeah, why not? Look at you. Why not? It's the, the last time
3: you're doing this. Um. Yeah. Wow, it's a good point. Forget Fridays. This is the last time I'm in the power chair on the DA show. Ever. Yeah. You never know. DA might be off. They might feel like, you know, a little light with just you. Call me back in.
2: Well,. My assumption would be whoever gets your job would be with me in these scenarios moving forward. I would not assume that. Okay. Remember, I had to produce the DA show for like six or seven years to get that opportunity. Yeah, but now it's but now it's built in. I don't know about that. So, fine. I don't think Pete agrees. I do not know about that. The safer assumption, Pete, I'll put that one aside. Assumption number two, probably a more valid one is they're not going to send you back here from the fan. Once you leave here, it's like this place doesn't exist. Right. Not not by your choice, by their choice. They don't send fan people here to fill in.
3: And
0: if that be- uh, not true, again. And if that doesn't work Ooh. over there.
2: Uh, Keith McPherson and Sal Akata both filled in on Maggie and Perloff over the last year. That's not the different thing. They were not coming from here before the fan. Okay. I'm just saying, never say never. I'd say never on that front.
0: Uh, I would agree with bogus. I feel like you I guys really
3: like- just want to bury me. You want me
0: out of here. No, 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 this is reality. You're, it's, you're going to a spot where I don't think
3: you're going to be moving around much. And if you move around, it's, you're going to be. It's, it's not moving around. It's that- a one-off. You have nobody else to fill in. Hey, you want to do this for a day? We'll pay.
2: No, I don't think that's happening. Doors closed. Huh. Yeah, this is it. This is the last time I'm ever gonna do a summer
3: Friday with you guys. Is that right?
2: You're almost as good of an anchor, actor, actor, actor as a singer. That made sense.
3: Um, because those weren't real those tears. Those were not real tears. Yeah,
2: and and anyway,
3: point is, this may not be it forever. You never know.
0: It will
2: be. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go on back. You. Why do you want me to go? Nobody wants you to go. I just can't. I. I there are things that. Can't be overlooked. And <laughs> this is one of them. They're not going to send you back here to fill in for a day. Right. You're gone. Chris McMonagall filled in with me a couple times. Di- not different person. All
3: right. Different situation, different setup. So you heard it, folks. Everybody out in Boise, you wants to hear me again. You heard what Pogos and Peter doing. Moved to New York. Pushing me out the door. All right. So. By the way, when you think of me in the DA show, 10 years. Yeah. Is Canadian bacon my lasting legacy? Oopsies. So, pooping in my drawers. Twice. Okay. Pete, Canadian bacon? No, the drawers. Are you guys kidding me? That's the legacy I leave behind? Yeah. Yeah, because... And it was once. The other time it was on a PGP.
2: Oh, that that counts. And at
3: home on Robitussin
2: still counts. So that it's... that definitely counts twice, yeah. maybe. Because <laughs> unlike you, I'm not blaming Robitussin for that. I
3: invented a segment that now have other people trying to emulate
2: me, maybe better than me. Like that is that is a legacy. It would be had you not soiled yourself twice on a microphone,
3: All right? Right. And, and then also your journal, too.
2: Mm, oh, the Fat Journal. The Which is really fun. Pete's legacy. Yeah. yeah, that's true.
3: Well, speaking of the soiling themselves, James Harden in the playoffs does that often. Hey, hey. That's a prose segue. Okay. So, Chris Maddox, who hasn't answered a text amount of mine in four years, reported <laughs> yesterday. <laughs>
2: Will you be texting him about the new job and then no. he'll answer right away because you are at FAN? And like, I'm making a joke. Chris has always been great to
0: the that's show, the one,
3: except I, the last two playoff the runs. the other
0: thing you'll be known for, guests.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> so tired. Tar- I it. am so tired of being left on red. I am so tired of being left on red, And I am so tired of the NBA playoffs. Oh. Thank goodness Ian Thompson understands Zoom because I would have been in real trouble. <laughs> Chris Mannix yesterday reported that there are strong rumblings that the 76ers may be content to keep Harden for the season if they cannot find a suitable trade. Harden, they believe, could be motivated in a contract year, and the Sixers may be comfortable risking losing him for nothing if they do not get an offer that includes the draft picks or young talent they may want. Oh, yeah, that should end real well. (laughs) James Harden, who didn't get the extended offer from the Sixers who basically came back to Sixers and said, okay, trade me is now going to be a happy camper all year. Did the 76ers not learn from Ben Simmons being out all year with whatever the heck was going on with a mental injuries, whatever James Harden. Do you want, by the way, getting another year more archaic, and and you want to risk losing from like, why? You think that now running the band back, now you're going to
2: go win a finals with an unhappy Harden? This is a guy, are you kidding? That we have joke about wearing a fat suit in Houston while yes. he was unhappy. And then all of a sudden he, poof, I was thin again in Brooklyn. This is the guy that's going to be a good soldier with motivation to get paid. The fact that he opted back in this year means he knows there's no market for or a limited market for him outside of Philadelphia, so he opts back in. He's insulted that he had to opt back, and then they didn't give him a big, you know, basically a blank check, and that's going to just be all cleared up while they have a staring contest over his future? There's no way. Come on now.
3: There is no way. So I got to think that the Sixers floated this out there to to warn teams that you can't just have James Harden. I got to think that that's what this is. But there's no... I mean, we saw Harden basically get traded halfway out uh, of that season at Brooklyn. I guess, conceivably, the Sixers could start the year with Harden and see teams get more desperate into an in-season trade. I guess that's the leverage they have, start the season. But there is no way James Harden finishes the season. in Philly.
2: No, I mean, it's similar to Lillard in Portland. You, you need to be patient here. You need to win this trade. You can't just make the trade for the sake of making the trade to get the guy off your roster. But... If we're picking one or the other, I think Lillard shows up and plays. Like Harden's the one you can't trust here. You just can't because the end of Houston was embarrassing, shameful, entertaining. Yeah, he became James and the giant leech. Right. You can't. And why that wouldn't happen again in Philadelphia is is beyond me. So they they can be patient here, but at some point. They're playing with fire with this guy, and that would be my concern. So you've got some time here. And but you don't they... want to tick off Embiid either. No, or waste another year of Embiid being peak and, Embiid. And he's also on Doc River Sixers. Right, this new is head coach. This is Nick coach.
3: Nurse who, who I mean, basically runs guys into the ground. James Harden's going to be doing wind sprints. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got multiple hamstrings to pop, an oblique to give out, clubs to dance at, yeah. They got to do something. No, they need to figure this out. And
3: right now, Begu leads Belenkava, and Mednadev leads Monarino. So there you go. That's what's going on at the Old England Club.
2: Yeah, I mean, everyone knew what you meant by just giving those names. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I'm not sure I got the same channel on both TVs, but that no, was not on purpose. Don't. Yeah,
0: yeah, completely
3: random, by the way. Okay. Either way. Can I tell you guys a story? No. Always. It's a DA show story. We all know moist pork, right? Love. Moist Shaplotnik. hmm Okay. So Moist Pork, heart of gold. I'm gonna say everything positive about Moist pork. Moist pork first.
2: <laughs> moist Hork would be a weird one, huh? But it'll be somebody's nickname in a second. Yeah.
3: So Moist Pork,
2: great guy, Bogues. All
3: right. I, I say said this my, the,
2: the the my most favorite person to meet at the at Bob's Bar Three. Yeah, and
3: him barreling over people to take a picture of Katie doll, Classic moment. Um, I don't. I feel like I could have, like, real conversations about, like, life with moist pork. Yeah, I really do. probably give you good advice. Yeah. You know, he was talking to me. He was great at the Bob's Bar Show sitting on the couch. I, I love the man. He's great. Moist pork, I think, and it's not his fault, a little detached from reality on what exactly goes on here. I don't know if he thinks we live here besides work here. But yesterday was an interesting day. So, full disclosure: what usually happens here is by about ten thirty a.m. Eastern, unless it's a PGP taping day. Those days are the exceptions that take till about eleven a.m. Us as a show are out of here. With the bogus when he does updates, sometimes I stay really late. But the rest of us, it's see you later. We get out of here. We usually have metered parking till eleven. Yesterday. Happened to be a one-off weird day that nobody would have been aware of, including moist pork, where I ended up here until, like, 1 o'clock, almost 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I had a new show meeting with everything, So I'm sitting upstairs in this conference room, and I get a text from Andrew Kaplan, our Wizard of Watch DA, at around 1230. A time, by the way, I probably would have been already home and finishing working out. And he goes, are you still in the building for this meeting? There is... Somebody downstairs, Moist Pork has sent somebody to deliver something for you, and they won't let them up, which they wouldn't with the access in our building. You have to, like, when you get a food delivery or something, they have to have a cell phone to call up. And I was at the time, but I, there was no way I couldn't leave the meeting to, like, tell the bosses, very, really important people in the business, hey, Moist Pork has something for
2: me in the lobby. Medvedev just won. Did he? Good yeah. for Medvedev.
3: And, and Kaplan, at this point, is home feeding his kid Teed is nowhere to be found. DA's off. You're gone. Yeah. So I leave. By the time I get in the car, I finally get a message from Moist Pork. I'm already on my way home. And I'm like, Moist, I'm not there. I go, tomorrow I'm not going to be there. He goes, I don't know what to do. I need this delivered. I felt really bad because he's clearly spent money on something or time on something. Right. Finally, a hero came through. I get a text from Pat Boyle last night, who was here late. Hey, Moist Pork had me pick this up for you. <laughs> it's in your cubby. So here's the package right here. By the way,
2: boil my suggestion. Yeah. Oh, was it? Why, you told him to do that? Because Moist Pork reached out to me 142 Eastern yesterday with the story. Uh, I said, is the guy, and I didn't realize what he he exactly needed, so I said, is it something like perishable, like food or flowers? or?" And is the guy, like, standing in the lobby? And he said, no, he's from his nearby store. He'll come back if someone can meet him. So I'm trying to think now who's here in the afternoon, who's free. Because yeah. it between the summer and other things, like, we have kind of the bare minimum. And once we get into the afternoon, there's no one just kind of sitting in our newsroom. Everyone's got a job where they need to be in the studio. But then it dawned on me, because he tweeted about it, that boil's there doing updates and he's never there in that spot right and he's got he's got right so he understands he knows who moist is he understands the whole thing and he's got pockets of free time so i suggested to moist pork get to boil he got the boil and now you have all right so boil very lucky for moist he was there i just want to alert everybody you don't
3: have to get us anything ever 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 so this is such a nice gesture but just know that unlike you guys at your regular offices we are not just sitting around here after the show ends until, like, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Also, we don't have – I mean, there's a desk for it, and there used to be someone there, but we don't have, like, a receptionist. Like, there's no, like, yeah. welcome person that you can just call it, from it, downstairs. It is and, as like, low budget as maybe you could even imagine. So part of it's our fault. Like, we don't even have a phone. Like, you know, when I've applied for things, like uh, my car lease or – they're like, what's your – you know, where do you work? What's the phone number? And I don't – what's our phone number? Like, I don't know the phone number to hear that's not – Calling in to be on the show. 855 212 4227 You can't call that number to verify my employment because yeah. you want to give me a car lease. I don't know. But the bottom
3: line, I felt very bad. Like, moist. I mean, I don't know what to tell. Like, this is just when we're here, you know? So, anyway, I'm not, I don't want to like do this totally on camera because if it's a brand name or something with sponsorships, it could be a bottle of hot sauce. It's Let's not find hot sauce. out what moist pork took the very nice time to get. Wow, by the way. Oh, he had a card. Of course. Okay, here's the card. Spelt right. Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Thanks for all the laughs. Don't forget about us. Mm. See you on the flip side. Good luck. M-P. I like it. He signed it M-P. But he didn't
2: sign it. Somebody in the store signed it and wrote it like a ransom note, I would think.
3: So that was really cool. Thank you, M-P. Stands for moist pork or Moisha Plotnik. Either one. So it's wrapped in very green Christmassy threads. Which I'm showing to the camera here. And this looks like it could be aluminum foil, I think. So maybe it's a little food.
2: It's not foil.
3: Okay. And it's not pap oil. Is it stuck in the bag? I'm trying to get the card. I want to keep the card. Okay. I'm going to hang it on my Christmas tree. All right. So here's the bag. Oh, I want to make sure, again, you don't want to annoy sponsors here. Or I guess I could show it. I just can't say it. Um, oh, wow. All right. I'm not... Just know this. I'm showing you not the brand name. Is that iced tea? It's not iced tea. Apple juice? It's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. All right. This is a nice bottle.
2: I, I think I can read the label backwards through the... Can you?
3: Liquid. Okay. Either way, I might need a stiff drink tonight. If they're working with you. Well, there you go. Moist, that's a great job. Thank you, Moist. You didn't have to do that at all... In fact, I don't, really, I don't even know if it's radio legal that you did, but thank you very much, <laughs> Moist Pork. That's great, and I appreciate that I've given you all those laughs. Thank you.
2: Maybe you should come home with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say something funny, Andrew. Well, now you can absolutely live with your mom and dad. He's yeah. They like, give gifts.
3: Maybe that's why. Maybe he's trying to butter... Oh, you think this was buttering him up to get him involved with the job here? We might do some live so, interviews with some people tomorrow.
2: Next week, there better be gifts for me and Pete, if we're about getting, you know, we're we're the one we're the gatekeepers to the job. Butter us up, yeah. Live with Bob and Nancy. Give us gifts, and we'll see what happens. All right, wink, wink. So we'll see if you guys all had that. But anyway, very nice gesture by Moist
3: Pork, and a message to anybody: if you ever, ever, even after I leave, look to send something to the studio, just know we're not here. <laughs>
2: Eight five five two one two four two two seven. But I can give you Pete's home address. Just DM me and um, sure. send yeah. things right to Pete's house, right. or deliver them yourself. That's a, that's your call. Yeah,
0: send all Sean's gifts to my house. <laughs> <laughs> What's I'm wrong
3: sure that with that? I'm sure that'll over well. <laughs> By the way, I did see Da's fat dog the other day. The hot Yeah, dog? right. I wasn't wrong. Wow, what a girthy dog! I wasn't wrong. I guess it's a Rhode Island specialty girth dog. I don't know.
2: They grow them bigger in Rhode Island, apparently.
3: Yeah. Which is ironic because where they went in Rhode Island, um, they have a couple of like the, doc, the Dachshunds, which are your wiener dog. Oh, oh, right, yes. So it's funny the that they have thick yeah. hot dogs in Rhode Island and also hot dog dogs in Rhode, Rhode Island. Is it a connection or is it a coincidence? But the
2: hot dogs aren't thick. Just the hot dogs are thick. Right. You know what I mean? No, but it still fits. They still kind of go hand in hand. Do they? Because the hot dog that you eat looks kind of like the dog. Yeah.
3: It's true. Man, we've given people some deep thoughts today. Yeah, you're welcome. We really have. By the way, July. July. We still train. <laughs> yeah. it's June. Yeah. All right, and we come month back. Next August. <laughs> we we come back, we're stunned. Well, we didn't have JPP didn't blow off a hand here. Nobody got arrested. This has been a very.
2: I, I didn't tell you. I We had one of those uh, moments on the 4th of July oh, where things got shot off. and we whatever. Oh, up. We teased that I need something for before stunned. I almost died. Next.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You
4: have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last.
0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Next,
3: the DA CBS, show. Sports CBS Sports Radio. Please knock. Dan in
4: Mechanicsburg is asleep in the lazy boy. The DA Show
1: on CBS Sports Radio. I like
3: this beat. It's a good summer beat. We only got a couple more fast food filibusters left, too, on a Summer Friday, eh? huh?
4: We'll roll those out.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you want to come over to go in the pool later, folks? Yeah, let's do it. Come on over, man. Bring the kids over. We'll hop in. I got the flap top now. Maybe a little sausage peps.
2: Was okay. it your uh, producer? Will right. Badlands be there? No. Ah. No.
3: No. All right. You can come see my grass that's burnt up now? We'll
2: watch you cut it. We'll yeah. taunt you as you're... It's going to be like a hayride today. Will that fan money get you an upgrade to a rider mower? Ride no. on mower? No. No have that money come first.
0: (laughs) Crunching and munching.
3: All right. Former Bengals running back Corey Dillon is angry at the team. Well, I, I, I didn't want to start there. Oh, I meant to start with something else. Oh, Pete from the top.
2: Three, two, and one. All right. Here we go.
4: Please knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg
3: is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. The DA Show here on CBS Sports Radio on this summer Friday. Eh? we're dancing. We don't I any. Mean, yeah, we're dancing, baby. I love this music on a Friday. And you know what? We don't have many of those fast food filibusters left either. We got to start playing those soon. I Start rolling them out. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, folks, you wanna come over later? Hit no, the pool, thank you. listen to the music.
1: I'm I got the flat top
3: now, maybe we look a little sausage and peppers. It
2: sounds delicious, but I already have plans. Thank you though. Alright. I'll have to invite Badlands stuff.
3: Now. When I say hit me, baby, one more time, is a great song from that era. Yeah. I want you to eliminate two names from your head right now. Okay. How old are you? Forty. 3. Okay, and I'm 36. Pete, how old are you? 37, 38? 38. 38. Okay, guys, ready? We're going to play the game. Schwartz is a little older, so he'll have a different answer to this. Okay. Are you 50 yet, Schwartz? I will be 56 in 7 a years. Week. Oh, a week. one week. Okay. So you look good for fifty. I get, I, I honestly was thinking maybe 49. Minutes.
4: I think you were just trying to be nice. No, I
3: really was. Really, no, I think
4: you were really just trying to I be
3: nice. Swear to, I swear <laughs> to you, I no. wasn't. In the irony of all ironies, I wasn't. I really had to ask. him. like, did you, you like Queen? Because Queens. I've
4: had people come up to me at games and say, oh, are these your grandchildren? <laughs> no. Yes.
3: That's not right. They yeah. don't look like your grandchildren. You don't look like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Bradley Schwartz getting a little older. I saw his deep voice really bellowed at Bob's yeah. bar. You never know. <laughs> And Jared just became a man. He, <laughs> he did, yeah. All right. Well, I say this because close your eyes and eliminate Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco. I say Bengals' first name that comes to mind. Yeah. Corey Dillon. Pete?
2: Corey Dillon. Oh, you know what? I, can I TJ Huchmanzada? No.
3: Uh, TJ Huchmanzada? Yeah. But that wasn't the first name that came to wait mind minute, for wait. you. Are, Are we like, talking
0: about history?
4: No, no. Time? I'm just
3: talking about our, our like, of course, Ken Anderson, B- yeah, Chris Collins,
2: Munoz. I, but you know what I mean? We What we live through. I would have said Hoosh. But because Dylan's in my head now, because I know where we're going. Like when I say Giants, answer.
3: I think Trey Antique Barber. I don't think YA Tittle. You know what I mean? Right. Okay.
0: Boomer. Boomer. Boomer.
3: Hey, which makes sense. Yeah. A little older. It's Corey Dylan. So that's why I found this story interesting. Corey Dylan is not. I believe, as long as I've read the story all right, not in the Bengals' ring of honor. No. Which, again, you're the Bengals. You would think a lot of people from right now will eventually end up in your ring of honor. But, you know, we've mentioned some of the names here, right? Ocho Cinco, Palmer. You mentioned Hushmanzada. Yeah. We could talk about, clearly, Boomer, Ken Anderson, Collinsworth, and Munoz, and anybody else you want to add from those teams, fine. Um, so, apparently, the franchise is not themselves deciding who goes in the ring of honor. Instead, they are allowing season ticket holders and suite holders to be, like, the lead voters on this. And he is the Bengals' all-time leading rusher. He, you know, had issues with the club at the the end, uh, including ending up with the Patriots. I believe the line was, I would rather flip burgers than be here or something like that when he was in a contract holdout. So I guess he's rubbed people in Cincinnati the wrong way. And as a result, he has not been voted into the Ring of Honor because of those season ticket holders and suite holders. And he has
2: called the Bengals' selection process of this garbage. Yeah, so the odd thing is, and I had to re-remember this last night, this is only two or three years old. The Bengals only just started this. Okay. And Boomer's not in it. Oh! The initial class was Ken Anderson... Anthony Munoz, Ken Riley, and then Paul Brown. And then last year, Isaac Curtis and Willie Anderson went in. Now, maybe Boomer's going in this year, or they haven't announced who's going in yet this year, but Boomer is not officially in it yet. Neither is Carson Palmer, neither is Chad. So, ah, uh, okay, but hold on. Hold on.
3: I'm holding. Corey Dillon, I think, should be in before Carson Palmer and Chad just because of sequence of, like, if it only started, nine, you know, he was a little before them. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of similar era, but right before them. Now, did Dylan ever cross paths with Palmer? They might have been on the same team, but I feel like Dylan was
2: before that. I thought there was maybe one or two years. All right, can I make a case why Boomer's not in? Uh, sure.
3: Boomer works every single Sunday on the NFL and CBS. It is very difficult to get Boomer there. Like, you don't want to put somebody in the ring on who can't be there, can't speak. That's part of the bit. So I wonder if the Bengals are acknowledging, you know what, Boomer, let's wait for him to kind of wind down his NFL TV duties at some point in his life what if and they then have put him in. Thursday night home game. Or Monday night. They've done that with Okay, so this is my counter act. Guys who work in media, and Boomer does everyday radio in New York City, okay? When I know when the Giants have done this, um, a Michael Strahan, if you will, it was a Monday night game that he got in and he did that with uh, Phil Simms at the time right. as well.
2: But I also think Power recently missed a Sunday to be honored in Pittsburgh. Did he? Okay, I think so or right, did some... the pre like did the 12 to 1 slot and then hopped on a plane and got to Pittsburgh like for a Sunday night game? So maybe that's what Boomer needs to do, but Boomer also I and mean, he works radio every day in New York. I also have this weird thought that they're that Boomer and the organization are not the best of friends because maybe Boomer's been critical of Mike Brown. Okay. Running things. Well, he's a nominee this year. He is a nominee this year. There's like 11 nominees. Okay, yeah, there's, so
3: there's, I, no, I'm completely wrong. Maybe Boomer would, I mean, it's a great honor, so maybe
2: Boomer just yeah. finds a way to make it work. But I. To, also, to, they've hired J.J. Watt and Matt Ryan. I think he can miss a day. <laughs> but back to, to, to Corey Dillon, I think the problem with Corey Dillon right now is there's just timing. He can't go in before some of these guys who are not in yet as if they're just starting. Like, there's a backlog. Like, Dillon can't be angry yet that he's not in. Well, he's not even a nominee. Boomer's gotta, no, he is a he is a nominee now. Well, they got to for, what complain about
3: what is he complaining about? He's complaining about
2: that the team wounds his biggest gripe was the teams letting season ticket holders and suite holders vote, not a media members, not a committee. And yeah. it's like now we're wiping our hands off, they're not taking wrong. no he's not responsibility wrong. for who gets in because, oh, it's just this is who the fans want in, as opposed to the organization doing it so, in a, like a scientific so way.
3: From that standpoint of the story, he's not wrong, but dude. How about you just wait to see if you get in at
2: some point in the next three years before yeah. knocking them? Or or wait until, like, 2026 right? when they've cleared the backlog of the, the historical names in the franchise, and then you're still not getting put in. Now, the other thing I hate about this, I hate about it. Why am I having
3: deja vu like this happened on the DA show before? I'm having, like, really weird deja vu. Was this a topic about somebody else before? I hate when people want to pound the chest to get themselves in a ring of honor.
2: I do think that this has come up somewhat recently, where it's, it just comes across as let it take care of it. You shouldn't be the one
3: thumping your chest about this. Well, well we we also, and it's different than thumping your chest about getting into a sports hall of fame, where maybe you feel like you've been overlooked. Right? Um, was with Brady, was it? What Brady's uh,
2: getting honored? No, I'm telling you, like I feel like this was like five years ago. Mm. Oh, we also had the David Freeze thing recently, where he said, "Please I, don't put me in the Cardinals right. Hall of Fame, right?" Yet, but I mean, the idea that. You should be pumping up. I need to be in the ring of honor. Get lost. Yeah, and again, I don't know why he's angry now. This seems quick to be angry that you're not in when they've only done two classes. Yeah, I mean, some might
3: call him a Dylan. In Cincinnati, he's a villain right now.
1: It's not funny. No, That might be the
2: worst one. Even I. Even I must admit. I I mean, that that one was awful.
4: There's, there's at least five or six of the nominees this year yeah. that probably have to go in before him. Who? Let's we'll see them. Well, let's go through it. Jim Breach probably has to go yeah. in before him. Uh, James Brooks, questionable. Uh, Chris Collinsworth's got to go in before him.
3: Yeah, I got an easy fix when they're That's home Sunday night. Get him in. Boomer. Okay. David Fulcher. Okay. Chad Johnson.
4: Tim Crumride's
3: got to go in before him. Wait a minute, Chad him. Johnson didn't go in either? Who no. went in? Just no. Ken Anderson? And Munoz? Dave Lapham's got to go in before him. Right.
2: How many are they putting in every year? So they've got, I just, there was the first class was Paul Brown, Munoz, Ken Anderson, and Ken Riley. So that's four. Okay. And then they added Willie Anderson and Isaac Curtis last season.
3: Okay, so they're doing these all on one, we don't even know. So if that's six up. guys over two that's years. That's not even a ring yet. No. Well, remember when they uh, when they it's
4: opened- like a corner of an end zone honor. When they opened MetLife Stadium, the Giants put like 50 guys in oh, right off the bat. A little different history. I know, I, 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 I get it, but I'm just saying. But I guess what the Bengals want to do is they don't want to run out of,
1: yeah, they don't run have out to of
4: ceremonies that if you put
3: everybody in all at once. You space this out now, and then by the time you've figured it out, Burrow will be retired, and you put him in. And there you go. And Jamar Chase. Interesting, nonetheless. And Corey Dillon will still be upset because he won't be. Exactly. In. Yeah. Achilles Smith going in next year. Eight five five two one two four two two. Fontes, seven. perfect. Oh jeez. All right, Petey. Let's
4: uh, let's lead off with baseball. How about that? We'll begin at Fenway Park in Boston.
1: Chopper off the plate by Yoshida. That's going to be a problem for Texas. Simeon couldn't play it, and on to score Verdugo, and the Red Sox lead ten to five. They've had some good
4: fortune in this inning. Sean McDonough. Doing what he does best, baseball on Red Sox Radio during Boston's six-run seventh inning. They Red have
2: so- they might lead baseball in announcers in Boston between TV and radio. They have like seven different people cycling through there. I, I honestly didn't realize Sean McDonough is still doing Red Sox. And I don't baseball. know if there's any rhyme or reason to when they're on. If they if there's a clear pattern, but sometimes McDonough, Dave yeah. O'Briens over there. There's. Not Dave Fleming, another guy who's they, – There's and Baltimore's like that, too, between radio and TV. Kevin Brown, Melanie a Newman. A million people. A million. So why don't you apply to Baltimore boss Boston? They already have too many. They don't need well, more. Well, what's one more? Uh, you got a couple series? I don't need any more, no. You got a Red this Sox is,
3: Royal series? You wouldn't take that?
2: I'm going to stay here. All right. Somebody's got to keep Pete company. Okay. Somebody's got to produce Pete's and quiet. Thank you.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> I need a producer.
2: <laughs> it just—I mean—that has all the making. Again, I'm—I'm I'm not a boss, not a decision maker, but we have a podcast company within Odyssey. I don't know how we're not jumping on Pete's and Quiet already. I'm aware. Yeah.
4: Red Sox beat the Rangers ten to six. Now to St. Petersburg, where the Rays lost to the Phillies three to one in eleven innings. Manager Kevin Cash's team—they've lost five in a row. i felt
3: good this tonight. entire stretch. We just—we uh, just haven't got it done. Uh, but yeah. I mean... Sanchez threw the ball well. I don't know
0: what separates him from anything. I, I, I personally think that's probably a little bit more on us. We're just not doing it.
4: Philly starter Christopher Sanchez gave up a run in four hits over six innings. Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner with run-scoring singles in the top of the 11th. Now to Chicago, where the Blue Jays had already taken care of game one of a doubleheader from the White Sox, winning 6-2 in 11, and then the Blue Jays had the brooms out for the nightcap. 2-1.
1: That's lined to the gap in right center field. That's down for a base hit, bound to go all the way to the wall. Robert will pick it up as it rests on the warning track. Bichette's flying around the bases. He wants to score. Here's the relay throw. It's not in time. Ben Wagner, Blue
4: Jays radio. Blue Jays finish off the sweep, beating the White Sox 5-4 in game two. Speaking of uh, announcers that should go after one of these jobs, Jacob Wilkins, our old friend.
3: Did he Ben's, go to another job? No,
4: he's there in Binghamton for a few years now. He should be ready for a move up soon. I
3: agree. It wasn't long ago he looked dead in a chair. here. <laughs> and then he walked by like a ghost. Yeah. And I was so excited that he was here. With my I, Uncle Harry's suit from 1940. Yeah. I think he actually was interviewing for the match job at that point. Le- so, last... Oh, was he? Yeah. Maybe don't come dressed as a couch.
2: Who's Five... that?
4: Last summer when I threw out the first pitch at the Somerset Patriots game. So we go to sit in our seats. And our seats are in the, the back row behind home plate right in front of the press box. And I'm sitting there with my family. And I'm like, I hear this voice. And I'm like, it's like. Strange, I know that voice, and Somerset was playing Binghamton. And oh, I look behind, I look up, and there's Jacob Wilkins, like waving me
3: through the window. Bellagio in a deep left, Cha-ching. and they are on the board in the bottom of the second.
2: Speaking of minor baseball, I'm going to my, I'm making my Long Island Ducks debut on Wednesday night. Are you going to be there? I Cha-ching!
4: am doing my next game. I am doing is July 15th. Why you've never been to a Ducks game? No. That's you were nice. supposed to go last year, and didn't it get, like, rained out or something? Like, or the, it was a
2: threat well, of the thing? My family went without me. I, I didn't go to a game. They went for, like, a fundraising thing. We, but I don't remember not going. I was well, never supposed to go.
3: We were younger. We went with Little League, and somebody's parents lost their car in the parking lot. <laughs> How? <laughs> exactly. How? It's, not a, it's a minor league baseball parking lot, and it took them a half an hour, and they couldn't find their car. There's one parking lot there. Pete, I'm aware. <laughs> oh, my God. Pete, they had to wait for almost every car to pile out. My dad hung around, and then the car was right there. <laughs> I'll never forget it. So Carlos Baerga played for the Ducks. That's like going <laughs> to a
4: strip mall and losing your car. 20 years ago. Pete, it
3: was, we. It, the sight, is something from the backseat, even as a young, not even child, I was like a teenager, I will never forget. God, these people are stupid. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm like, I think that's their explorer right there. <laughs> In hindsight, maybe they were very high on marijuana. I don't know. I, I mean, that's just oof. <laughs> oh my god! I it's don't, like I don't rows. even know what else to
4: say about that. What can I, I tell you? It's a six thousand seat stadium, yeah. and and the parking lot is 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 attached to a big giant court complex,
3: and it, there's really not a whole lot of spots there. You would have thought they parked at Disney and took the monorail over. Yeah, I, they had no <laughs> idea what that car was.
4: I shouldn't feel bad about not being able to find my car. Nope. Once after uh, after the a Ranger game at Yankee Stadium. You couldn't find your car? It's totally messed up what level of the garage we were on. Couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> and last night, that was another thing last night. We drove into the garage, and I wanted to park on the main floor of the garage. And, it, and the way we went in, it took us down to the lower level. Oh, I hate that. And Bradley said, Dad, I think this is the spot that we got the car lost at the <laughs> hockey game that time. But at, least, a... but at least it's a big garage right. with fifty thousand people. I'm like, this is a... how, do
3: you, how do you lose your car at a ducks game? The Wazaks, I'll just say that. Oh my! Yeah. God.
0: You've had a bad, you've had some problems with that, that parking lot over there.
3: Yeah, you got stuck in the elevator once. You needed the New York City Fire Department to rescue you. Oh yeah, that you. was going to the the food tasting thing. Yeah, maybe you
4: and Yankee <laughs> Stadium don't mix. I don't know, forty-seven dollars parking. It might be something to that. Oh. Now to basketball. Sort of a toxic situation in Las Vegas this week. Spurs' first overall pick Victor Wembanyama says he believes pop star Britney Spears grabbed him from behind Wednesday night as he was walking into a restaurant at a Las Vegas casino. A little bit long here. Something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with the uh, with some security of the, the team to the to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall. There was a lot of people, so people calling me, obviously. And there was one person, one person
2: who was uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security. Don't stop because it's going to make it's going to make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop.
4: Spears claiming criminal activity. Oops, she did it
2: again. Yeah, I gotta get my pretty Spears Rolodex up. Rolodex. Yeah, just Google it. Her whole catalog.
3: I'm a slave for you. This is your fault, Schwartz. All right. Uh Schwartz we'll finish that update next update. Okay. We come back how, how awesome is the Monet Davis career path, the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Last night was the Field of Dreams game played at the cornfield.
3: No, dude, it's Thursday.
2: Oh, Thursday. (laughs) Uh.
3: My bad. The DA Show on
2: CBS Sports Radio.
3: That's unbelievable stuff.
2: Thank God Pete and I watch baseball. Based on the two of you.
3: (laughs) That is unbelievable. Who remembers nine years ago, 2014, Monet Davis in the Little League World Series? How unbelievable a story she was. Just a great pitcher. She took the the summer by storm. I've kind of forgotten about her over the years, but she popped up. She is interning now at 22 years old with the Los Angeles Dodgers with hopes of one day working in an MLB front office. So, Monet Davis, back in
2: baseball, Bogues, Dodgers intern, pretty cool. I think that she has worked with our good friend Greg Kesterda because in between right? being Little League World Series star and current Dodgers intern, she pitched and played at Hampton University and has worked at MLB Network and I'm She worked at MLB Network? Yeah, and I'm fairly certain that she and Greg and somebody else called some like high school level games on MLB Network, at least like for a one weekend assignment, I'm pretty sure of that. I could have texted Greg last night when you put this in the t- in the rundown, and I didn't because I'm a journalist. Um, but but yeah, I mean, this is a pretty ridiculous. She she was finished, f- finished college on time, unlike you, so she's yeah. had the ability to go right back kind of into the workforce here, and now she wants to be in the front office. She said she's so <laughs> oh, cool. Broadcasting was her first thought, um, after her playing career. But now she's thinking front office instead, which would be great. Which is just such a cool, cool story. And by the
3: way, not would be the first Little League star to become a general manager. Chris Drury is the Rangers general manager, <laughs> was a Little League baseball star. Uh, by the way, New York Rangers general manager. Uh, she, by the way, her, when she was pitching, 3.4 overnight rating is still the highest semifinals game ever rated. And the Little League World Series was a game Monet Davis started. She was the first female pitcher to pitch a shutout in the postseason and little league history. So she, she was an unbelievable story. Good to see her working in baseball. So yesterday, just that's a nice little nugget. A nice little nugget. When we come back, will James Harden start the season in Philly? And what the heck did Moist Pork get me that's in this bag? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,